Good after morning. Listen, yes, this is your girl, Kia Allison Richardson, host of the Brown Girls Heal podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you enjoy this safe haven that we have created for women of color to come and share their testimonies of healing, deliverance, and restoration. Have an awesome day. Hey, it's your girl Kia, and this particular episode is going to be a one-woman show. This episode, we are going to discuss Father's Day in the um, black community. I know it's a tough topic. I know it's a hard topic, primarily because we have so many broken homes. But this year for Father's Day, I want to deposit the gift of restoration, forgiveness, and healing into our people of color. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Daddy wasn't there when you took those first steps. He wasn't there to teach you to ride that bike, to tie your shoes, at that spelling bee competition, at that slam dunk competition, whatever it may be that he missed. I get that. My father wasn't there for those moments either. But guess what? Because we are all children of God, we had a father who was there. Yeah, I know it's not the same. He wasn't able to run up to you and give you that hug, give you that high five and say, way to go. I'm proud of you, champ. But let's talk about some things that we shy away from in the African-American community. I have no idea what year you were born, but I was born in 1980. Let's talk about what happened in the 80s to the black community. You know, crack. That thing that allows people to make real money real fast. That thing that also came in and destroyed black families. That addiction that also caused mothers and fathers to stray away. Kids are now being raised by their grandparents. Some children were even being left at home, abandoned, only to be placed in foster care. I understand all of that. But there has to come a point where we adopt the practice of forgiveness and reconciliation in the black community. I know some mothers who have been just as cold to their children and children have forgiven them. Forgiven them. My apologies. The justice system has forgiven them. Forgiven them as they should. Children's services have worked with mothers to make sure that children are not taken out of the homes. So we have resources. And now it's time for us to be that resource to the black men. Again, I'm not making an excuse for any of their actions. It is absolutely horrible to leave and abandon children and a woman to struggle to go without to make sacrifices that she never thought she would have to make. But this year, I want us to focus on healing, repairing, and restoring those relationships with our fathers. Let me give you a brief breakdown of my journey of healing and restoration with my father. So, my mother and my father both served in the U.S. military. Actually, I was born overseas in Belgium. Um... My mother gave birth to me. She had a really hard labor. Um, The American Red Cross actually had to call my grandmother. My my mother's blood pressure 
pressure spiked all throughout delivery. It, it was just rough. I have no idea how she did it again, but I'm thankful that she did. So, my mother gives birth to me. She ends up, end, ends up pregnant with my younger sister, who is Kim. Uh, we have the same mother and same mother. My mother came home to the States to give birth to my sister because her delivery was nothing nice. That was my mother's choice to leave. But my father also knew that he had not one, but two seeds. The lines of communication goes both ways. Remember I said we're not making any excuse. My mother raised us. She came home. She worked for the government until her death. I remember like it was yesterday. My sister and I, we were eight and nine years old. We got in contact with my father by calling his mother, which was normal. Anytime I would burst out, I want to talk to my daddy. My mother had to call his mother who lived in Spartanburg. And sometimes she would, sometimes she wouldn't get in contact with him. This particular time she did get in contact with him and he called us. And it was around Christmas time because my daddy said, make me a list of everything you want for Christmas. So we made that list out. My sister and I laugh about it all the time because on my sister's list was a triple fat goose. She never received that. According to my father, 10 years later, he never received a letter. Whether that's true or not, we'll never know the truth. But after doing a little math, I then discovered that the woman who he's married to now was his then girlfriend. And if she's anything like she was, if she's anything like she is now then, even if he received the letter, we weren't going to get anything. So from that time until the time I was 19, 20 years old, didn't have any other contact with my father. It wasn't until my older sister, Wendy, got in contact with us. That's when I found out not only did I have an older sister, I had a younger sister and a younger brother. <laughs> Funny how life works out for us. Um, through our many conversations, came to find out that Ralph paid child support for two of my younger siblings, and he off and on raised my older sibling. Uh, Kim and I, we didn't get much of that deal. No child support, no nothing, which was my mother's option. My mother always felt like I'm not making a man do what he's supposed to do. He knows he has these kids. And I absolutely understood where my mother was coming from. Another thing my mother did didn't do, my mother never once dogged Ralph for the decisions that he made. She never condemned him, even in our reconnecting prior to her death. She never said one bad thing from him. When he would call, if she answered the phone, if he said something ridiculously funny, she would laugh. No shade, no bitterness, but that's growth. That's the woman that she developed into. That's the woman we all need to de develop into. We have to learn to forgive like children again. Remember, you could get into a fight with little Tanaka on the playground on a Monday, Tuesday. Y'all were back BFFs waiting on a bus to come early in the morning, laughing about what you had for dinner in the latest episode of Saved by the Bell or which Power Ranger you wanted to be. Oh, to be able to forgive like a child again would be absolutely amazing. However, trauma after trauma oftentimes prevents that. But let's stay on topic. 
we're going to talk about restoring, rebuilding, and repairing the relationship with our black fathers. Yes, I know it's a whole lot of work. And I know we as women, we are tired of always having to be the repairer of relationships. But guess what? It is an amazing gift from God to be able to do that. So that's something that we ought to be thankful for. Because guess what? If your father is still living, you have time. No matter how much he has hurt you, you have time. We have to stop allowing funerals or the deathbed to be the place that we let all of that out. Yeah, the conversation is uncomfortable. Trust me. I've had several conversations with Ralph over the years. Several. Let me tell you about a particular time that was extremely devastating to me. I was heartbroken beyond measure that he did not show up for me for this particular time. I'll never forget the date was January the 13th, 2007. I had been at the hairdresser all day getting beautified. My oldest daughter was was to be in a hair show the next day. Her um, father's girlfriend, an amazing beautician, was getting her all beautified for the hair show. She was going to walk the runway. And I was going to be that proud mama out there cheering on her baby girl. So I go to the hairdresser to get my hair done. I mean, I'm going to be in the crowd, but I still want my edges laid. I think we all do. You understand that part, ladies. So I spent the majority of the Saturday at the hairdresser. I left my son at home with my daughter's father, my youngest daughter, and his daughter. Only to get home to smell an extremely foul odor. That's a whole nother podcast. So we're going to make this brief. My son's father, my my daughter's father left the house to go check on his mother. All while this happens, my son lets me know that something is wrong. He asks me for water in his cup as he gasps for breath. He starts to gurgle the water and then he tells me, Mommy, I love you. His eyes roll in the back of his head and I had to call 911 to aid, to get aid in trying to bring my baby boy back to life. life. It didn't happen. It wasn't the Lord's will. My son transitioned. Got his wings. Was called. Yes, his number was up at the tender age of three. I called my sister who was living in Georgia at the time. She was down there with my other sister. So now it's like a family emergency. I have to make sure that she finds out before the news breaks. This was definitely going to be breaking news. A three-year-old, no health issues. Yeah, everybody was going to know. And I'd be damned if she found out from anyone else other than family. Also had to let Ralph know. Horrible week of planning. My son's father decided to be a no-limit soldier while on the phone with Ralph. He tells Ralph, I'm going to F everybody up who I ever thought had to do something with this. The one time I felt like my father, yes, I did call him my father, would be a man and come and protect me. He didn't. He allowed another man to instill instill fear in him. To be honest, I don't think my father ever met my son in person. He talked to him on the phone, maybe a gift or two here or there. But he never came, not even to see that casket closed. 
Imagine the pain in my heart. Yes, pain. But guess what? I still had to forgive him. Forgiveness is not an option. Remember, I think Tyler Tyler Perry says it best. Forgiveness is for you. It's never for the other person. There is something about releasing burdens. Forgiveness brings healing. For us ladies, guess what it does? It releases something in your womb. You start to feel lighter. Your digestive tract starts to process things a little better. Oh, how great that is. Let's fast forward. A few years later goes by. My father is, my mother passes away. My father, I call him and I say, hey, how are you doing? My mother passed away from cancer. This bit of the story will make sense. I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm good. I said, I need you to do me a favor. I want you to call your doctor and let them perform a full physical on you. Girl, I just had a physical. I said, yeah, I understand that. I said, but I need you to get a full physical. Most importantly, I need you to get your prostate checked. Oh, I want to get my prostate checked. I'm, I'm not asking you to do it for you. I'm asking you to do it for me. I just buried my mother and... I prefer not to have to bury you right now. He goes, gets that full physical. What do you know? They diagnosed him with testicular cancer. So, first it was one side, came back in another side. After chemo and radiation, that body just didn't function the same. So now my father's in a predicament. He reaches out. He tells us that he's going to get a divorce. By this time, I had been working in my job for quite some time, but all of my siblings were married or happily involved with their significant other. I was the only single one. My father had a need, so guess what I did? I built up the faith and the courage to pack up, give away everything that I knew here to move out to Denver, Denver, Colorado. Yes, I did that. Crazy as hell. I know. Most definitely considering this was the third time I had, a, I had ever met the man. But I did it because I thought I was going to, first of all, have time to develop a relationship with my father. Second of all, shower him with love. I didn't know how much time he had left. His body has been going through so much things since he's survived cancer. And the chemo and radiation was definitely not his friend. My father leads me to believe that he's going to get a divorce. I give away everything in my apartment, pack up other things, just enough to put inside of my Volvo because I'm going to have my car shipped to me. And all I kept was the bare minimum. And I do mean bare minimum. Entire car was full, ready to go whenever the shipping company was ordered. I get out to Colorado. His soon-to-be ex-wife is gone to visit her children, her child in Louisiana. I am having the time of my life. Her daughter quickly warns me, this won't last for long. Soon as my mother gets back, all hell is going to break loose. And man, was she right. Whoo! My mind wasn't prepared for what was to come next. Long story short, I moved out to Denver in the month of November. I was back in Dayton, Ohio, the very first week in January. I did bring in the new year out there. Oh, it was beautiful. I went to church with Mr. Ike. He's a friend of my father's. Such a loving man, kind, patient. He was just everything I thought I ever wanted in a father. 
I was sad to leave Mr. Ike. Yeah, you heard that right. Sad to leave Mr. Ike. He would pick up my youngest daughter and myself and we would go to church with Mr. Ike every Sunday. Oh, it was a blessing to be around other believers during this time. Yeah, my stay in Colorado was short, but guess what I learned? That my father was broken. How did I learn that? Because of the arguments that I heard, the language exchange between he and his wife. Surely that's not an act of love. And the words that were thrown back and forth amongst them. Yeah, that's not love. But guess what? When you're broken, that's all you know how to give. So I moved back to Dayton and I didn't talk to my father for maybe the next three months because I needed to heal. That was a lot to digest. Thank God I came back to a job. Yep, came back to the same job that I turned in that two-week notice that not only did I come back to it, came back to the same position. Whew. The Bible, yeah, God definitely protects the fools and the babies because I had to be a fool for moving out there. I didn't pray. I didn't ask God. All I knew is my daddy had a need, so I had to go meet it, or at least I thought that I would. Needless to say, He's still married to her. I still pray for him. I still cover him. Most of all, I have forgiven him. I'm not at the place that when I call his phone, that I call him daddy. When I call his phone, I actually say, hey, Ralph Edward, which happens to be his first and middle name. Yes, I know that's a bit disrespectful. But we're working on me gaining the right to call him father. Yes, he raised me. No, he didn't raise me. Yes, he did my mother to conceive me but he didn't raise me and we're working on that and he understands that I call I say child when we end our phone calls a lot of things are not what they used to be but guess what I even did this year yeah you guessed it I sent him a card for Father's Day first time ever in my 39 years of living because I know for sure my mother didn't send one and I can definitely keep account of what I've done as an adult. So to all you out there wondering how to repair that broken relationship with your father, first of all, I encourage you to journal. Second of all, I encourage you to seek some therapy. That is a form of trauma, a word we don't like in our community. We like to sweep things under the rug. And in 2020, it is time out for that. That's why the name of this podcast is called Brown Girls Heal. We really need to heal in all areas. And again, I'm not making excuses for any of his actions. But I do know that he is broken. I do know that he has things that he needs to heal from. So as his daughter who is in right relationship with God, it is my duty and responsibility to cover him in prayer as he goes on this journey. Now, guess what? There's no guarantee that he will ever heal and recover. But as a child of God, I am required to keep him covered. Most of all, the Bible tells us to honor our mothers and fathers in the Lord. It doesn't say honor our perfect mothers and fathers. So no matter how I cut this pie, I am still required to honor him by God. 
Yes, I understand. It gets hard. It gets tough. I couldn't imagine living in the same city growing up and my father riding past me as I rode my bike on one of the busy streets. Or let's get even deeper because we have a lot of blended families. We have a lot of love children that have been born. So guess what? I couldn't imagine my father coming to a baseball field to watch my half-sibling play and walk past me like he didn't even know who I was. That's not my story, and that may be yours. Or to the little girl whose father came to the cheerleading match for her half-sister, and he walked past you like he didn't know who you were. My heart goes out to you. Let me tell you, healing awaits you. It is beautiful. It is great. And that glow is so much better when you heal genuinely. Again, I'm not making any excuses. But there are things that we have to give an account for. And remember, hurt people hurt people. We say it when we're talking about heterosexual and homosexual relationships. It's the same way with parental relationships. In every relationship... Whether it is work, whether it's just, you know, hey, boo, yeah, sis going to probably hurt you because hurt people hurt people. But let's stay, let's stay on topic. Yeah, your father may not have been perfect, perfect but we're going to do some things different this year. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day from the bottom of our hearts. And while you're listening to this, fathers, if there's some relationships that you need to repair, don't force your child to do it. Be the dad. Pick up that phone. I noticed I didn't say send that text message. I didn't say send that email. Post it on Facebook. Slide in her DM. Pick up the phone. Even if you don't have the right words to apologize, how about you start by saying, Hey, baby girl, I want to do better and be genuine with it. Yeah, (laughs) the lines of reconciliation work both ways. I challenge all of you to literally let go and let God. It is great. It is awesome. Make sure you check in with me and let me know how your journey of healing is going with you, your father, you, your children. Tis the season. Remember our hashtag. Heal, love, restore. It awaits you. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Brown Girls Heal. Please make sure that you connect with us by liking our Facebook page. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to send us a message via Facebook. Thank you. Remember, the ultimate goal is hashtag heal, love, and restore. Have an amazing week.